0: You are listening to Zeal Fear House. I am your host, David Murray, and I'm joined with Dorothy Carruthers. Her focus here is on our relationship with our Heavenly Dad and all aspects of His Kingdom, moving in greater intimacy with Him. Additional teachings, books, and articles may be found on my website at www.dwmurray.com. That's d w m u r r dot Again, thanks for joining us, and let's get rolling with this week's broadcasting.
1: Good Good evening, evening, everyone.
0: Uh, Oh, hi, Dorothy.
1: Go ahead. Go
2: ahead. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's broadcast of Zeal for Your House, podcast number 28 power and authority to heal the sick it's going to be an awesome learning experience okay david take it
0: amen thank you dorothy what a wonderful intro i, I think i need to have you do that more i'm
3: uh
0: i'm joined with uh anthony t arena and uh anthony is is phoning in uh anthony how are you doing tonight very good very
4: blessed thank you
0: well, thank you so much uh anthony for joining us and for those of you that are listening um anthony spent some time he does uh he and his family do a lot of ministering a lot of traveling um and a lot of teaching and discipleship um and anthony spent uh some time under JGLM ministries um and and spent a lot of time one on one and in a group uh laying hands on the sick and not really laying hands you know we we kind of get into the idea well and pray for the sick, and yes and no. Really, the Bible says to heal the sick, um, and Anthony has a lot of battle time doing just that, so um, I reached out to to Anthony and asked him to come on, and, and if we can continue on the theme with healing the sick. So, um, Anthony, why don't you tell us, uh, share a little bit with our, with our audience about yourself, and then we can get right into this.
4: Okay, well, thank you. Um, uh, basically, I guess we are going to start off Right after, or even during high school, I felt the call of God on my life to pursue ministry. And I ended up going to a Bible school um, that was more apostolic than what I grew up under in church. And from there, you know, I took, took a time out for about eight years and just was working on my relationship with God. And, you know, it was kind of funny, but my my dog ended up dying while I was courting my now wife um, and ended up dying. My dog ended up dead and I was able to to raise him from the dead and realized somebody had to be teaching some truth somewhere, you know, because what I was taught in Bible school went against everything that happened. So um, (laughs) I kept in with, with JGLM and from there, um, just continued learning, I I actually have been learning a lot through my relationships with people, and I was able to connect with, you know, somebody who is, to me, a scholar in Greek, as well as somebody who's a scholar in Hebrew, and it just helped me take my learning to a whole new level, and not just learning in a knowledge-based or capacity, but actually practically putting it into practice.
0: Amen. Uh, you know, Anthony, you touched upon a couple of things, and we can jump right into this. Is is Well, first of all, let me ask this. Do you believe that it is God's will for us to lay hands on all the sick? There's a God's will for, for everyone to walk in, in health and divine health. Do you ever believe it's God's will for us to be sick?
4: It is. It is always God's will for us to abide in life. So does that mean health? Absolutely. When he created Adam and Eve, they weren't sick. There's no mention of them being sick. There There was no flaw in them at all. And, you know, we don't even know how long they existed before time came into play to start measuring their life. And so at the same time, if you start saying that it's God's will for you to be sick, then those people who do that or preach that or teach that are also some of the first people to tell you, go see a doctor. Okay. So if you're going to say that, then, I mean, not to knock anybody down, but if you're going to do that, then you're telling people to deliberately rebel against God's will.
0: Meaning if, if meaning, if I'm understanding what you're saying, right, the argument there is that if, we are saying sometimes it's God's will for you to be sick, then that means we should never visit a doctor because a doctor's job is to make us better. And we're actually in violation with the will of God. If God wants us to be sick.
4: Right. And that's why the argument holds no water. (laughs) Yeah. You know?
0: (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Absolutely. So Anthony, that's, that's fantastic. The first thing that, that comes to my, that comes to my mind and that I'm, I, know that the listeners that are tuning in are going to be asking is that you sound, you speak with conviction. You don't speak with mental assent. I can hear already, and the advantage of of, having gotten to know you the last couple of years and and listening to you and being edified and and you patiently taking so many of my texts and calls when I've I've walked out a lot of this and grown in a lot of this is how do you know? You're so convinced. What is the foundation? What is the biblical foundation from which you're drawing upon for this? In addition, can you expound a little bit upon divine health or that the nature of God should be ours?
4: Um, Yeah, absolutely. The one thing, um, let's break it down all the way to its building blocks, okay? So we can see from the very beginning that there was divine health in Adam and Eve, right? And they walked in communion with God. Now, sin came in, and it causes separation between us and God. And we see that because of, I think mean, it's Isaiah 61, that God completely abhors sin and has to turn his back on it, you know. And so, and that's a, we can go into a whole other conversation on evangelism there. But um, yeah. looking at it, God God requires the way he functions is he releases a promise. and You with me there, Anthony? Yeah, do you hear? I hear some. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry, I lost you for a second.
4: Okay. Um, so basically God releases a promise, so he sends out his word. It's up to us to agree with the promise, and as we agree with the promise, and what we're essentially doing is we're saying that God's word is trustworthy. Okay, so as we do that, we make what God's word is. So you know that God is not a man that he should lie. And so we grab hold of the promise, and by the promise we obtain what we believe, or we obtain that promise. But we have to agree with it, okay? And so basically, with healing, as you see, you know you got Isaiah fifty-three, um, where it's they're talking, they're known as the atonement passage, by his stripes, we um, are healed, right? And also have... Anthony, I don't mean to interrupt the gimme,
0: but I don't know if it's a bad connection. Uh, Dorothy, are you able to make out Anthony okay, or is it just me?
2: I'm having Dorothy, a, a little yes. issue with his phone. It takes me a while to unmute my mic. Um, maybe if he calls back in, or...
4: Yeah, let me try calling yeah. back in because it does sound like a bad signal.
0: Okay, yeah, because what you're sharing is so important, Anthony, and um, I don't know that, that, that our listeners are able to get that clearly, and I, I wanted them to be able to get everything you're saying. Okay, well,
4: let me call right back.
3: Okay, sounds good.
0: All right, so thanks, everybody. Sorry about that, but, uh, you know, with Anthony, uh, Anthony and I have talked about this stuff before, and and. um what he's sharing is just so vital to understand. And it dovetails into a lot of what I have shared and taught and disciples through the blog, um, through the mind of Christ, the book that I've written and the free PDF that's on there. And what we talk about, even on these blogs, everything is about understanding our identity, understanding the nature of our father, understanding what was accomplished and given to us on the cross and um, understanding what abides inside of us. So I just, I want to make sure that you guys are getting all of this. Dorothy, there's a little bit of feedback. I hear a little bit of clicking on your end. I don't know what that yeah. is. Yeah,
2: it's, it's either you or me, evidently. Um, you know what? I'm Anthony's here. back on. Let, yeah, let me call, try calling back in since you you have the phone. It'll keep the show open. Okay, um, sounds good. And then if it's not me?
0: Okie okay. dokie, sounds good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks, you guys. Nancy. Go ahead, and Nancy, keep thank, you for, thank you for dialing back in. Okay, so Anthony, I'm sorry. But can we can we take that from the top? Um, just versus understanding. i um, starting in Isaiah.
4: Yeah, in Isaiah 53, um, it says, "By his stripes we were healed." And so the words there carried and bore. Um, we know that it's sicknesses and diseases because we see it in Matthew 8, um, verses 16 and 17. So. In Matthew eight, it's it's referencing what is happening before that. So in fifteen fourteen, where it says that Jesus healed all the sick and he delivered all those who were who were possessed of the devil or or demonized. Wow. And so the fulfillment of it, according to Matthew, is you know he's talking about Isaiah fifty fifty three being fulfilled in this. So you see how. You know, everything kind of comes together, and the, the promise that God made is, is being walked out. So if it was, if it's God's will in the past, and it's his will, you know, present, It's it's his will in the future, because, you know, Hebrews says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if it was his will then, it's his will now for people to be healed. That makes sense. It makes
0: sense. And and I I think one of the things that we, the church, tend to stumble over the body of Christ is we make and create doctrines that um, keep us comfortable. When we see ourselves uh, fail in bringing to pass what is our right, um, you know, there's this, James talks about a double-minded man being unstable and shouldn't expect much from the Lord. Um, that Mark eleven twenty three, whatever you ask for, believing that you receive it. Uh, you know, First John 15, you know, if my words abide in you and you abide in me. You know, there's qualifications to a covenant. There are unconditional promises and there are conditional promises. And a lot of times we, the body of Christ, we've taught and we've confused and mingled and made a mess out of doctrines um, and because of that, that when we don't see something come to pass, we we blame either blame God or we excuse it, saying, "Well, that that is not our right as a child of God." You know, God may right. heal, or when we lay hands, maybe if if it's your will, um, God, you heal them. I mean, we, because that gives us that gives us an out, that gives us an excuse not to stand definitively in faith. Wouldn't you agree, Anthony?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And even going back and looking what faith actually means, it's the Greek word uh, pistis. It's Strong's G 4102. And if you actually look at the the exact definition according to the LSJ, the Dodson, and even in Strong's the the common thread is it means trust. So even demystifying the word faith, because in the old days, you know, I i I'm, I'm from Texas, so you know living out in the country, you hear you know some of the old timers say. You know, we used to shake hands on good faith. So it was basically what they were saying was good trust. Uh, so all yeah. God is requiring from us is to trust his word. And we see it from that perspective. It completely destroys, do I have enough faith? Um, and all those other questions that come to mind when you go to uh, command sick to be healed or to lay hands on, you know, sick to be healed or, or anytime you step out, And trust in God's word And as I've Really you know been digging into the word Of God and and seeing a lot of These truths come to fruition It it makes it so simple That it's Kind of hard um, To see How we've gone so far off Because of the the lack Of being a good Berean of actually Sitting down and studying the Bible And then putting it into practice
3: yeah,
0: it does, and I have found, um, for myself at least, it, it was a process um, of just stepping out, and, and hunger begets hunger. You know, spirit Spirit calls to spirit. The Holy Spirit searches, permeates right. all things, and, and I know for me, uh, at least part of my journey was continuing to ask questions and step out and have a hunger. And one of the things that made it easy for me to have a hunger is that I I, I just hate sickness uh, I just have such a hatred for seeing people suffer, uh, for seeing people in pain. And it's, it's hidden quite close to home, you know, in my own family. And so, you know, every time as I would step out and I would get into the word and I would lay hands and I would just begin exercising obedience to the word that the authority is in me, that as a child of God, this is, I have the kingdom inside of me. And, you know, you and I talked before Anthony, you know, one of the things that we need to get past is is not the i won't say the principles because that's the wrong word because the kingdom of god is operated by god's principles and god's nature and god's kingdom order but we get into mental ascent and we walk by our soul instead of walking by our spirit man that understands if we're righteous if we're holy if we're blameless if we're sanctified um and to my audience you know you guys have heard me say this for a year and a half now. 2 Corinthians 5.21, Colossians 1.21, Ephesians 1, 1.4, Hebrews 10.10, 10, Ephesians 1, 1.6. We are washed, we're sanctified, we're holy, we're blameless, we're the righteousness of Christ. If this is inside of us, guys, if this is who we are, and this is how the Father has clothed us in a robe of righteousness and a garment of salvation, and we are the righteousness of Christ, and if the Holy Spirit abides in our spirit man, how could we not, when we step out and dare to believe God and begin exercising and meditating, that when I pray for someone, I am praying in agreement with the will of the Father, Kingdom desires to want to flow through us. Um,
4: mm-hmm. You know, what are your thoughts on that, Anthony? Yeah, exactly. Um, because the the main thing is knowing God's nature. Okay, and, and we know that God's nature is. Is to heal us, to bless us You know, we look at Psalms 139 And it says that his thoughts For good towards us Are more than the the grains of sand On the sea Sure So Mm -hmm. like, just looking at that I mean, even, you know uh, Jeremiah You know, where it says that um, That he um, uh, I just lost it But basically he's saying that God desires, uh, man, I can't remember it. I'm trying to <laughs> recover yeah, it. I know
0: that feeling. But, no worries.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but basically the whole thing is, is that God desires the best for you. He He wants you to follow plan A, but he understands that, you know, we, we make mistakes. We'll, sometimes we get hurt. Sometimes we get distracted. And he can restore that very easily. And um yeah i'm sorry i lost exactly where you were at
0: are you thinking <laughs> of
4: jeremiah twenty nine eleven? for
0: i know the plans i have there for you. you go yes that's it
3: yeah yeah okay
0: yeah i think that's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and jeremiah i think 33 3 um kind of i always have that dovetail into that call to me and i will answer you and show you great and hidden unsearchable things you don't know but but yeah going back to your point is yeah i've plans to bless and prosper. And Anthony, I think that is the number one thing that the body of Christ, um, at least, at least the the vast majority of those that, that I have been honored and blessed to be a part of the circles of, of serving and discipleship and, and, and teaching and sharing is that the church has lost a clear understanding of the nature of our heavenly father. We do not understand he's a good God. Um, you know, we think he's a conditional loving God uh, or we think he's a schizophrenic God that, that, that he's, this, you know, God of the Old Testament. And, and somehow we can't figure out there's this God of the New Testament that we tend to toss out or, you know, whether we talk about, um, you know, healing, prosperity, um, pruning, discipleship, the judgments to come, refiner's fire, any of those things, they all must come from an understanding that he is good. That he's a good God, he's a loving God. Because to the degree that we don't Absolutely. understand that, right, I mean, everything gets skewed from there. Everything goes off a couple of degrees, and, and we just wind up getting all twisted and backwards.
4: Yeah, it's exactly what happens. And you know, we're we're also you know at war against you know principalities and you know demonic powers. But at the same time, you know the devil uses people to start changing things. And for instance, like you were saying, the love of God is unconditional. And that's the word agape in, in Greek. And if you go to the Strong's now, they've completely changed the meaning into an emotional love.
3: Yeah, I've so noticed that.
4: we're having to look at, you know, even the very tools that we're using because the enemy is trying to go in and kind of sabotage mm-hmm. the, the meanings of words. And even, you know, the, the misconception of the Old Testament is, oh, God was, he was um, the godfather. You know, if you, you're going to sleep with the fishes if you make the wrong step. <laughs> and that actually wasn't his intention at all. And, you know, it says yeah. in several places that he put these diseases on them. And the one thing that people need to understand is the ancient Hebrew is a dead language. Nobody speaks it. Um, they still don't know what every character means mm-hmm. or what every word means, okay? And so I, I've gone to rely a little more on Septuagint because you can clearly see that's where um, Jesus was directly quoting from and all the New Testament directly quotes from is the Greek Old Testament. And that was um, com- about 300 A.D. or uh, B.C., sorry, 72 scholars came together and they wrote you know wrote it out so scholars today can really say that God didn't um put these diseases on them what he what it actually says is he permitted them
3: yes yep to go yep. on the word permit
4: yep yeah so yep. you really see that there's that's complete change from God casting these, these things on them compared to permitting them because they were in sin they were they were going down the wrong path they were um you know worshipping Baal or into idol worship or, you know, uh, different sins that are are clearly listed. So we see that God's desire has always been that we walk in holiness and uprightness with Him.
3: Yes, Amen. And he
4: couldn't deal with us through that lens. So coming into the to the new covenant, the new the New Testament that we have through Jesus Christ is now He can finally deal with us the way He wanted to deal with us because of the sacrifice Jesus made.
0: Yeah, we weren't capable under the old covenant, and that's why uh, Ezekiel 31, 33, I I will take your heart of stone, give you a heart of flesh, I will put my spirit inside you. We needed a better covenant, like it mentions in Hebrews, because the old covenant, we did not have the abiding presence of him in us. It was was an understanding that we needed a better covenant. We needed the ultimate um, redemption plan fulfilled. And that's one of the things I'm always hammering home um, when I'm sharing is that we tend to go backwards because in whatever areas we've been wounded and we have perverted our view of our heavenly dad to match our upbringing. We tend to make our our heavenly father Mm -hmm. match the closest thing we can relate to. And the carnal mind, that dead mind draws from, from experiences instead of the word of God to formulate. And so because of that, we, we reverse it. We, we throw out the new covenant, and we go back under old covenant, not recognizing the Bible is progressive revelation, and that everything must be viewed through the nature, the perfect visible nature of the invisible Father, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And where did you see Jesus displaying anything but a, a fierce, holy, wooing nature for his children, his, his, his creation to return back to him?
4: Yeah, and even going back to the question that you asked earlier, you know, is it always God's will to, to heal? When, yeah. you know, they asked Jesus, are you willing to heal? And he says, I will. And the the word there, the, the verb tense itself is a continuous, like I will and I continue continually will to heal. Yeah. It wasn't just I will do it as we read it in English because we, we miss out on the verb tenses because of the being lost in translation. And it's, it's very important that we see that, you know, his, his nature is always to heal. It's always to bring life. Nowhere in scripture do you find any reference whatsoever of him saying, Oh no, 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 you you got to wait another 50 days because today's not your day. Or, you know what? Um, there's the um, there's some hidden sin in your life. I'm sorry. You, you, you're you going to have to wait till next time I come to Capernaum. But Jesus well, never did any of those things. He never said, well, God's teaching you a lesson here, so I'm not going to interfere with what the Father is disciplining you in this area. So you see, like, what's been taken from Hebrews, where it says that the Father disciplines in the – the, his children, like he chastises those he loves, mm-hmm. is his children. Right. So, yeah. When we when we look at it from that perspective, he, he's talking about discipline, like correction, um, through the word, um, through relationships. Mm-hmm. And this is why discipleship is so key. It's so important, is because yeah. it it really brings fruit and the reality of of what Jesus or what God is saying through you know Hebrews, especially in that passage. And it's not. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're gonna you're gonna suffer with a sickness. No, not at all. You know. Yeah. Then we would have to accuse God of child abuse. Yes.
0: Yeah. Amen. And the scriptures say that, that that every good thing comes down from the Father of Lights, in mm-hmm. whom there is no variance or shadow of turning. And exactly. uh um, You know, you touched upon such an important key, Anthony, in this hour more than anything. And I shared this uh, a few weeks ago. Was one of the things the Lord is entering into this this season in 2017 is he is, he is what's on the father's heart is discipleship, a return to sound doctrine and biblical discipleship. And so so, so I I know that is right up your alley. So, you know, before we get off, maybe you can, um, you can, uh, you can talk about anyone who uh, wants to tune in and listen to you and, and be fed by some of the things that you're teaching on how we can get into that because discipleship guys is so key. We need. We were all called to grow into full stature and maturity. And in Hebrews 5:12, uh, excuse me, 5:12, uh, Paul rebukes the older or the elders of that fellowship because he said, by the time you should be passing on the knowledge of teaching and discipleship and understanding righteousness to grow other people up into grasping the things of the kingdom, you have need that someone go back and teach you again. And we're kind of living in that hour, guys, where we need a return to discipleship. We have to be willing to study the word and dare to step out outside of what our own doctrines and hurts and wounds, where that has caused us to form an inaccurate perception of the nature of our Heavenly Father and who we are as his sons and daughters. And But, you know, Anthony, along that line, I know, and we've got about 10 minutes left here, and, and so I want to I make sure that we're, we're getting the basics, and we can always continue on this again. This is just so wonderful. I know right now people are going to, they're not going to the hundreds of scriptures that show God's nature and his healing and his, and his love and, and the, mm-hmm. the you know, ballpark four years of ministry of Jesus on the earth and every person he forgave and healed in the midst of their sin. We're not going to any of those verses. We're going to Paul's thorn. Right? And we're going to Job. So so, as silly as it sounds, right, and I've been there at one point because they're nagging questions. We have to reconcile the nature of God, which seems to contradict. Let's talk about Paul's storm. If God wants all well, then how come God gave what we think, right, we've been taught, and God gave Paul a sickness to keep him humble, to keep him from excelling in the very thing God called him to do. (laughs) <laughs> go ahead
4: yeah okay well Paul's thorn nowhere when it refers to Paul's thorn does it say that it is a sickness first of all go back to this is something that we when we especially when we disciple we tell people go back and read every word very slowly and then even say it out loud because when you do that it allows your mind to process exactly what you're reading okay so when you go back to Paul's thorn you see that it makes no mention of sickness whatsoever. And <clears throat> this is why I brought up looking up the subjugant, is because you will find in Numbers, you'll find in uh, several other places in the Old Testament, a reference to being a thorn in the side was people that were in disobedience, or so people that were persecuting the the men and women of God. So Paul would know that, and if you look at the Greek you know, I'm going to push you a little bit. If you look at the Greek that's used in this passage and you go back to Septuagint, it is word for word. So, you know, here it says that the devil sent the messenger. It doesn't say that God sent the messenger. It Mm -hmm. says the devil sent the messenger to afflict him because of many revelations that he has. So messenger doesn't mean a demon. I mean, it, could, it could meet a demon, it could be an angel, it could be, you know, a carrier boy. But the one thing that we know, because I've heard people say, well, it was a demon that was attacking him. It was like, yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far because if we look at a linear Bible, and this is another tool that is very great in in studying things out. So if you, there's a couple of things I would suggest. And, and one is the harmony of the Gospels, is that mm-hmm. to a lot of questions all by itself and then also getting a linear Bible. So you can actually see the timeline on when the book was actually written. Okay, And you'll see by just doing a little bit of study, doing a little bit of homework, that Paul was being followed from town to town, and they were stirring up trouble against him. And then one of the times he was pulled into the town square, and they were ready to kill him. And so all these instances you see out of that is when he's like, Hey, this this guy's following me and you know I I can understand he wanted to say something, he wanted to to lash out um from a carnal perspective. You get I mean I can see that very easily, but God's saying, No, 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 my grace is, is sufficient for you. Okay. Right? Because God is our vindicator. Well we don't know if later on most people even repented, maybe they came to Christ. You know, there's a lot of ifs and maybes and, and stuff that fall into there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so what you're saying is, Anthony, to to just to resum that up, that Paul's thorn, right, which is almost a word-for-word expression, right, of when the Israelites were warned, if you do not drive the inhabitants, the Satan worshipers, out of your land that I give you, they will be thorns in your side and pricks in your eyes. It's the same expression. It's the same expression that God used to warn the people. And so now you fast forward you have Paul pricks in his eyes and thorns in his side. And if you read Acts, guys, all throughout the book of Acts, what did Paul do? He went far away to the Gentiles, he spoke the message to the Gentiles and was rejected by the Jews. And whenever he spoke, it says I mean you read it, guys, every chapter, yet the the, the prominent men and women of the city, the scribes, the Pharisees stirred up the people against Paul hindered the work that he was doing there and always led to persecution. And the, and Paul asked the Lord for a break from all of this, stirring up this persecution, these thorn, this thorn in his side, the, the buffeting of his ministry. And the Lord says, no, 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 no. In, in your weakness, in your persecution, I am made manifest. The dunamis power of me is made manifest through this. Um, hmm. There's, there's, And correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's Christ the Healer by F.F. F. Bosworth has an entire chapter. Is that one of the books that's an excellent resource if, if guys would like to read that, Anthony? I think it's Christ the Healer, right? Yeah,
4: actually, I would even suggest there's a book by Teal Osborne where he goes into explicit detail um, even more than F.F. F. Bosworth. So he does quote F.F. F. Bosworth, but in his book Healing the Sick, Teal Osborne... Mm. Um, he yeah. really breaks it down. He even breaks down Job. He breaks down a number of uh, traditions of men or sacred cows or whatever you want to call them, um, the false teachings, and he actually shows truth, and he does a very great job doing so. You know what? Real quick along those lines, because that's going to be the second thing. But,
0: guys, before we even get into that, again, if we notice the theme here, and this is consistent with um, with discipleship. It's consistent with the way I present information um, on when I when I when I share a study on the blog or when I'm sharing the teachings here. Is that there's a systematic study, there's approach, right? Where discipleship is about teaching and understanding how to get into the Word. It there's work required, guys. It requires slowing down. It requires studying it. Um, I am mm-hmm. a huge proponent. Right, Anthony, you've said it I don't, every single time. We talk about a key word. It's what does the Greek and the Hebrew say? Because we have to get into the original context. And, and I've had people reach out to me, guys, and some of you say, well, David, that's work. And my answer is, yeah, it's work. It, it absolutely <laughs> is, which, which is why we're called to, to be prepared in season and out season. We're prepared to be as the, the Bereans in Acts that diligently search the scriptures to see if what someone's saying is true. And, guys, whether Anthony is saying it or whether I'm saying it or anyone that you would respect or anyone that sounds convincing, that's not good enough. You guys must, we must, as the body of Christ, get into the word and study things in context and put aside our agendas and ask Holy Spirit, show me your truth in this. And he will. Um, so, Anthony, real quick, I, uh, let's go into very quickly then the second part of that is Job. Can you can we get into that? Is there enough time for you to say very quickly and then let, let let us do some more of our homework how Job fits into that? Yeah,
4: well, it's it's very simple. A lot of people take the first chapter out of context. And so one thing I do and I suggest people to do is go back and read the first chapter very slowly and when you go back and you read the first chapter very slowly, um a lot of the teaching they just quote it, or they they read the scripture to you real quick, and then they tell you their opinion of it and everything that is described in the first chapter really tells you it's the devil who does the things to job, okay, and then the second thing that I suggest is listening to Job with a dramatized version. A dramatized audio version of the Bible Because it brings so much clarity Because we take scriptures like The Lord works in mysterious ways And and all these different scriptures from Job That the people who were counseling Job Were completely wrong And at the very end God rebukes Job over it And so we're taking those scriptures as if This is the word straight from God's mouth And it wasn't at all. It was their opinion to Job. It was a carnal counsel that came to him and said, well, this must be it and this must be it. And it took, you know, the servant of one of those men to stand up and say, you call yourselves, you know, wise and and, and wise counselors and men of God, and you're completely off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the thing that comes to my mind, guys, and we've talked about this before, is everything in the Word of God is truly recorded. Not everything is a record of truth. You know, where, where Job says, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, right? We quote, we say that all the time in funerals, right? Guys, that's not, that is not consistent with the nature of our Heavenly Father. Job said that in his anguish, in his ignorance, and it was, as, as Anthony is saying, listen to that in the context of the fact that this man just lost everything. It is truly recorded that Job said that. It is not a record of truth consistent with the nature of God anymore, and when the Pharisees said to Jesus, aren't we right in saying that you are a child of the devil? Well, that was truly recorded. It's recorded in the Gospels. They said that. Was it a record of truth? No, of course not. So we need to really be careful. And again, as Anthony is admonishing us, get into context and
1: slow down.
0: Take your time. Don't read it to get to close the book and say, okay, I, I read that chapter or whatever.
4: Slow down and
0: and, and invite the Holy Spirit into everything that you're desiring to learn, and it really things become simple and clear. Um, Anthony, that's that's great. Next part of that is okay. So we got those out of the way. We can do more of our research and 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 get into that. So understanding, Mm
4: -hmm. we have a
0: good dad. We have a good father. It is his nature. Everything of his kingdom is life and that life abides inside of us through the covenant we have with the Holy Spirit, do you believe that healing is an integral part of the Great Commission?
4: Absolutely. Um, Because let's let's say we adhere to the argument that Mark 16 isn't in all of the the manifest or the, the manuscripts, okay? But still, from... From Matthew 28, he says, do everything I commanded you. So we have to look at when he commissioned the 12th. We also have to look at when he commissioned the seventy. He commanded them to go and preach the gospel of the kingdom, and that's another topic for another time. But literally, you know, if I can break it down very simply for you, kingdom just means dominion, okay, like a, a king's domain. So he was saying dominion. Of God. And so what they went preaching was the dominion of God over sickness, sin, and death. And as they did that, they said, you know, now, today, you know, behold, the kingdom of God is at hand. So behold, the kingdom of God is now. And they healed them. And they cast out demons because they were showing the judgment against the devil because of first, uh, first John 3 8, you know, for this reason. The Christ was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. So we literally see that this is something that we're supposed to walk in because we're not supposed to be, you know, speak with words only, but by demonstration of power. And again, that the word power is denominous, and it actually is an inherent power that abides in something because of its virtue of its, because of the virtue of its nature. So, this That's why it's so key um, To have the Holy Spirit To be baptized in the Holy Spirit You know, and all that comes first Is from repentance You know, you have to say Yeah, I messed up And God, I agree with you, this is sin Because if we just boil down sin See, what it is Is just disobedience to God's word yeah. Including all the way across the board So, you know, looking at his nature We're agreeing with him And then it becomes easy to be holy as he is holy, as we've been commanded by Peter, but also by Jesus. You know, we look in the first epistle of Peter, and he brings that up. And so, I mean, all this, like, starts coming out, and you start realizing everything that Jesus taught his disciples was the nature of God, and everything flows from the nature of God. Healing, prophecy, um, discernment, all these things, provision, provision, Everything flows out of the nature of God. It's not something we strive to be or strive to do. And you, you quoted First John 1 earlier. And, you know, this has been our testimony from the beginning that God is light, and in him dwells no darkness. So that alone disposes a lot of the false teaching if we just sit and think about it. and Because and, sometimes we just need to chew on the word and yeah. just need to sit and think about how it applies to different aspects and what we've been taught Compared to what his word actually says. And so, as we do that, we'll see that the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all nations means we have to get. First, we need to identify God's nature. And then, the next thing is we need to understand that he gave us that nature. That's 2 Peter 1 4. He's given us his divine nature. Okay? So, from there, then. We can begin to replicate that nature in others. So, does that mean that you're absolutely perfect? You're not going to make mistakes. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> you're going to make mistakes. But what's important is that I you make plenty learn. of those. I
0: don't need to be taught on that. I, I'm I'm good. Gra- I'm good. With yeah. That. I'm
4: good. <laughs> yeah, but you can't beat yourself up over it either. I mean, you you got Amen. to learn from those things. Stand back up. You know, righteous men falls seven times, but he gets back up, is what Proverbs says. So if that's going to be the key, if that's going to be the case, then get back up, dust yourself off, learn from your mistake, don't repeat it again, and continue to disciple, continue to pour out because as you take, you know, the key word responsibility that you brought up early on, as you take responsibility for others is when, when like true miracle growth for your spiritual life starts to happen. Even when you go start praying for the sick, you'll see, when you start taking responsibility for others and understand healing there, it says go heal the sick as uh, David was saying earlier, doesn't just mean um, physical sickness. The word there is sozo. And sozo is the equivalent to the word shalom in Hebrew, which doesn't mean peace. It means wholeness. Hmm. So that's wholeness in your mind, wholeness in, in your relationships, wholeness in – go look at it. Go look at the word and, and break it up. You know, I've, I've had to talk with the rabbi about it, and, and that's what they exclaim, um, claim that, that Shalom actually means. It's not yeah. just, oh, you're going to have peace in your life. No, no, it's a totality. Everything to where it's sufficient of itself. You know? So your life becomes sufficient of itself because it's tapped into the source of life. So it's not technically of itself, but it's it's from the source of life who is Jesus Christ. Amen. And Amen. I mean that's great. As you study this out, you literally see, you know, you can ask Brother David here that everything comes together, it ties together. So every time we think it's you know, oh it's just healing of, of this or healing mm-hmm. of that, you know, some people they need this their spirit still. They're they're damned, you know, they're, you know, according to John three, everybody reads John three. 16 and 17, but they don't skip down where it says those who don't, who are, don't become obedient to Jesus Christ Who don't believe in Jesus Christ, they're already condemned already. So he came not to condemn, he came to bring light, he he came to bring hope and expectation um, for those who believe on the Son of of God. And so when you look at it from that, that perspective, you know, it makes sense. So like some people, they need to be saved. And you you have, God has placed you, let me put it this way, God has placed you in their lives to reach them, to impact them. Uh, You know, one thing that I understand, and I know Brother David understands, is I can't reach everybody. You know, I I can be in close relationship with a number of people, and I can pour my life into them, and I can spend many years walking with them and being accountable to them and them accountable to me, um, which is discipleship. But we all have different circles. You know, we go yeah. to work. We're around different people. We we go into our social life and, you know, have different friends from different places and family and everything else. We impact different people. And God has you there for that reason, to point people to Jesus Christ. Yeah, and yeah. that basically sums up everything. The Great Commission is to point people to Jesus Christ. So healing is definitely a part of that. <laughs> That, that, is,
0: that well, you got me all fired up, Anthony. I
3: just, <laughs>
4: we, I, gotta, I I
0: have to. We got to get you back on here again real soon. Anthony has been such a watering to my spirit and my soul to hear such sound, sound discipleship and teaching. Really, I can get all choked up. My listeners know I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big crybaby, so I won't, I won't startle anyone. But it, it just really blessed me. Um, the way God has poured into you and giving you the ability to articulate the truths of his nature and the aspects of his kingdom and how to walk that out. Oh my goodness. We need, we need more people that are willing to do that. Anthony, thank you. We, uh, Anthony, we're going to have to do this again because I, I know there's more things that we weren't able to cover everything, but can you give along those lines then, real quick, and then we'll see Dorothy, if there's anyone that, that has their hands raised that would like to the phone in with a question, maybe we can cue them in and put them on standby um, before we wrap up. Anthony, so how, so, okay, I am walking in the gas station, right? Gas station is one of my favorite playgrounds, gas station and, and the mall. Uh, we're, we're walking in mm-hmm. the gas station, and I see someone that, um, let's, aside from word of knowledge or word of anything, I visibly just see, I'm not getting any word from the Lord, I just look at someone, and I can see their shoulder, is in pain they have a problem there um how can you can you just walk us through how how what does that look like how do you approach it what is your mindset where's your heart at how do you release how do you bring the goodness and the life of god expressed through an encounter with a stranger what does that look like
4: okay well simply is is Walk up, put your hand on them. No, um, you don't want to do that because you never know uh, <laughs> what kind of military training they might have. We've, <laughs> no, all, been um,
3: We've all tried that technique. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, like
4: life, you have to understand that rivers, the word of God says that rivers of life, it doesn't say a stream or a triple of life flows out of you. It says rivers of life flows out of you. You don't have to in the river a river flows very violently and so one, my approach is, would be very simple i would just you know say hey you know i noticed you're, you're you got some pain in your shoulder what happened and let them talk you'll find that just like anybody else you know we love talking about ourselves and as yeah. soon as they're done you say you know what can i pray for you and some, sometimes that, could, that might be a little offensive. Sometimes I tell people, my name is Anthony, man, and I lay hands on the sick, and God heals them. So what can I do for you? And, now, Anthony, and let me just stop you right sick.
0: there real quick, only because, again, I know what, what, what the listeners are, are thinking. They're thinking, okay, I go to lay hands on there. How do I know that that person is going to get healed? How do I know that when I pray, God's going to heal them?
4: I'm telling you,
0: you got another 45 minutes?
4: <laughs> no, I'm <joking>. um, Like <laughs> I said, i got to get
0: you back on here again, but go, go ahead.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, it's because basically understanding what faith means is is that it means trust. And if you've grown up anywhere around the church, you've heard Hebrews 11 1 is being quoted for the definition of, of faith. And that's simply not true. What's the definition okay. of faith is Romans 4:21 when it's referring to Adam and why righteousness was, account, was imputed unto him because of his faith. And it says that he was fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. So here again, you can see that that just means trust. So you read the word of God and you stand on the word of God and you say, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be obedient to your word. I'm going to trust your word is what you're saying. And you, and you step out. And I even like to make it a little tougher sometimes. And what I mean by that is, I put it completely on God, and I say, for instance, one of the things I'll, I'll say in the different, you know, scenario, or even in that scenario, is, how would you like to be healed this instant? Because mm, I know I can't heal take an some ant. guts. You are putting I'll it all on, on God. God,
3: there,
0: Anthony.
4: Yeah, because I know I can't heal an ant. But I know God can. I've seen Him raise people from the dead. I've seen Him, you know, heal ligaments and diseases and all kinds of stuff. We've seen over um, at least 3,000, you know, with our, with my own hands, not including my wife and, and our team, which is easily over 30,000. And so it's just you just step out and say, you know what? How would you like to be healed right now? And some of the people will, like, what? And that's, that's pretty bold of you. Or they'll say, mm, they'll hesitate and they'll tell you no. And if they tell you no, my next thing is, what do you got to lose? I'll either look stupid or you'll walk away healed.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And people will see that and they're like, almost 100% of the time, they'll say, okay, yeah, I'll try it. And I pray for them. And understand we don't have to pray. It just says lay hands. But in our society, we understand that if you just lay hands on somebody, you don't say anything. It's a little awkward. So yeah. – I just yeah. – I like to reinforce by commanding, saying right now in Jesus' name, you be healed and whole. And sometimes I'll just pause a little bit and say, mm-hmm. And then – because I know I've got rivers of life flowing out of me, and it's, it's touching this person. And then I back off and stop touching them, and I ask them how they feel, or where they're at in their pain level, or if they're still having a problem with their shoulder. And I when I've done that, using – that method, because it's a method and it's not holy, to use any method you, know, you choose to. I've seen yeah. 100% instant healing every single time.
0: That's awesome, Anthony. That will, and we'll have to touch it. Know, I know that, guys, this is meant to whet your appetite. This isn't going to answer all questions. This should, if you're hungry and, and, and you feel the Holy Spirit stirring inside you, this is going to lead to more questions um, and that's a good thing and that's part of grabbing In order to, guys, whatever area that we want to apprehend the kingdom of God, apprehend, walk in an aspect of his nature, walk in an aspect of his dominion to the the areas that we continue to walk, because we pick and choose. We have the right to reject walking his life in an area and to pick up in certain areas, and that's what the church does, but we are designed and called and foreordained to walk in the fullness of God in every part of our spirit, soul, and body. But what precedes that is hunger. So hopefully, you know, this broadcast is raising a level of hunger um, in all of us. It has in me. Anthony Anthony fired me up. I mean, I already, I I broke down some notes. There are things that I want to get back into the word on. There's there's some there's some words that are popping up in scriptures that I haven't looked at a really long time and some I've never studied and I could just feel it, the Holy Spirit saying, Go look up the Greek in that and uh it, it, it gets a hunger. And um so we'll we'll talk more about this guys. Um but Anthony I wanna say thank you so much. Uh this has been such a blessing. I really needed this too. Um this is just wonderful. This That's really is so encouraging.
4: Definitely an honor. And one other thing, one other nugget I wanted to give you um, before we jump off is the word "hope" in First, I mean in um, Hebrews 11.1, because one, it says uh, things hoped for. That word, look it up in Greek. It doesn't mean hope at all. It means expect or expectation. And I think the and full so context
0: that, uh, right, think is a confident expectation.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So it's yeah. trust that produces that expectation. Here, there's a there's our
0: English, our modern English, when we say, well, I hope I get this and that, what we're really saying is wish. We we have exactly. no confident expectation, whereas in the scriptures where it talks about the Greek, a hope, it's really a different word. It's like Anthony's saying, it's an expectation. I have a confident expectation. I do not have an a wish uncertain as to the outcome. When we say hope, typically, you know, here in, in, in our English vernacular, it means, well, I, this is something I desire with no real uh, conviction of what the outcome is gonna be. In the Greek, hope means confident expectation, a, a, a knowing of something to come. And Anthony, that's, that's huge. I didn't even think to, to mention that, that's awesome. Um, Do we have anyone uh, Before we hop off here That would have a question Or something that that Anthony can answer And address
2: Hold on just a minute Area code 971 Your mic is open You don't have
5: to wait Okay Yes Can you hear me?
1: Yes Mm Is this Pam?
5: Yes David I
0: recognize your
3: voice (laughs) Pam How are you?
5: Praise God uh, David, I am I am uh, blessed and just in awe of God. Um, I'm at work and I was getting ready to turn you guys on and listen. Um, I'm doing some caregiving and my sister called me and said she just found out she has cancer. Okay. So I'm pray, highly emotional right now. Yes, sir. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: Anthony, would you mind leading on that? Like the listeners if to hear me pray. I would love for them to hear uh, someone who has the battle time experiences. You pray. Can I, I agree with you and let's blast this? Uh, Pam, what is your sister's name?
5: His name is Inola.
4: Inola? Yes. Inola. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So right now, and we come into agreement. And Father, Your Word says so that we're two or three coming to agreement. They shall be established. So right now we speak to I know it. You be healed. You be whole. Cancer. and yes. curse you. You yes. go. Yes. Right now. In the name of Jesus. You have no choice. You leave that body untouched. In Jesus' name. In
5: Jesus'
4: name. Amen. Amen. Tammy, okay, just
0: give me just uh, just a second. And what I... and. It, and we agreed, and it's done um, what a lot of times the Lord has trained me to do. And this is why, guys, why working in teams, why the body of Christ is meant to have each other and um, why we're meant to iron sharpen iron and why we're meant to work together. The body is, is so diverse, has different different giftings and different ways in which we need. And um, to that point, um, I, I just, I just want to be quiet, guys, just for a second, because I just, the Lord just speaking to me about your sister Pam. What is her, her name again? I, I know. Her. I know. Correct. I know. Yes. Okay. And um, what I'm just going to do, and, and Pam, you know this routine. I'm usually quiet for a minute, and I tell everybody that so they don't think I've fallen asleep or I forgot to say amen or anything. Like that I'm just listening to the Lord, and uh, I'm just, just go from there
5: understand
0: okay
3: praise God Lord I thank you I thank
0: you I just release that life and spirit soul and body In the name of Jesus Christ, I, uh, Lord, Lord Jesus, I
3: invite you.
0: To, uh, Pam, does your sister know that we're praying for? Her? No. Okay.
5: Um, do you want me to text her and let her know?
0: No, you don't have to. You can let her know afterwards. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna speak forth what's on the Lord's heart. Okay. Lord, in the, name of Je- in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I just thank you for touching Ionola's heart. Father, yes, I Father. thank you for washing away every pain
3: yes, and Father. every
0: undressed wound that she has yes, carried Father. around in her heart. Father, ah, I Father. thank you that you are the God that heals. As we've talked about, you heal spirit, soul, and body. A completeness and newness of life. And in Jesus' yes. name, I release your power. The dunamis power of my Father's kingdom, I release into Iainola's heart, into your soul. You touch that area of pain, that yes. festering wound. In Jesus' name, I speak yes, life into it right now. I speak a rest.
5: David, does this make sense just before, is it okay to talk right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Just before you asked if she was, uh, knew we were praying for I heard stand in in, um, as, how do you, I don't know the word, Um, you said the word, but I can't remember it, stand in for her as you prayed that. Does that make sense?
0: Sure. Yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah, the Lord will do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Pam, um, what I'm just seeing, and this is, boy, this is just great for the podcast to end like this because it's just an example. You see the body of Christ in action. You, you disciple, you teach, you instruct, and then you do it. And um, yep, what, I, what I just saw is just um, an area where the Holy Spirit was just touching, that Jesus was just touching her heart and just mending. Mending something inside, something old that um, the pain there yeah. that has been carried yes. and covered over, and it's yes. It's, um, I, I want to be sensitive, so I won't go into a lot of detail. But but the Lord knows, and so yes. I just invited, oh, yeah. stood as the body of Christ to bring to pass the will of the Father on the earth, which is part of the commission, as, as you know
3: you.
0: the Word says. We're called to bring forth the will of the Father, every good thing, and so. Um, I just prayed that for her, so that to, to touch her, um, mm. to touch her from the inside out. So in mm. addition to that healing, a healing from the root, and um, that pain
3: and that yes, hurt. And that,
5: yes. And as you were praying, I seen the heart as well, and that there were, it was like pus. It was in, you know, um, that, that God you. was cleaning the pus out.
4: Yes.
0: Amen. And and. And just to bring that all home, guys, you know, our, our Heavenly Dad is not just, I say just, like, like it's a small thing. He's not just interested in our physical bodies. He he loves every single part of us. He created us for intimacy, for communion, for the deepest friendship possible. And when we bring the kingdom, when we bring the nature of our Lord to those around us, it's spirit, soul, and body. Like like Anthony was teaching on Shalom, it's it's the goodness, the life. It peace is just one aspect of that. Um yeah. and so praise God, the Lord has started a work. Um in I know I I know.
4: Yes. That's correct.
0: I'm terrible with names, okay. And uh, you you're the you you mind of Christ to say, brother,
4: you got you're great with names.
3: <laughs> amen. 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 <laughs> that's good. Call me out. That's great. I, amen. That's
0: right. Of Christ, I am good with names. That's
3: right. Amen. <laughs> amen so because i have the mind of christ
0: uh and i'm good with names i'm going to be praying and just standing in agreement um with the lord and just continuing to bless your sister with life um and just keep that flowing and you keep me posted Yeah, you you and andre are are in touch and you you just keep we're looking forward for that praise report on all things not just this but all other things that this release that we're not even aware of yet Amen. And
5: I do, I would like to ask you some other questions, you know, later, but um, I also wanted to know if Inola wants to speak to you, is that possible?
0: Oh, absolutely. Tell her to reach out to me, sure. Okay. I'll make myself available. Okay. Okay.
5: Thank you very much. God bless you guys.
0: Absolutely, Pam. You and Andrew will have to catch up soon.
5: <laughs> yes.
0: God yeah, bless you, too. Yes.
5: I have some questions in, in part of the prayer, what I felt I was, uh, what the Lord wanted me to do, and I just want to see if that witnesses with you and
3: mm-hmm.
0: during your prayer, so. Definitely, we'll catch up then, Well, Dorothy, let me say, is there anybody else in the queue that, that is calling in? Because if not, then, then we might as well finish up for the edification of, of the rest of the listeners. Otherwise, Pam, I can reach out to you and Andre, you know, on the side.
5: No problem. There is no one else in the queue.
0: Okay, Pam. Why don't you go ahead, and and then and then we'll sign off from there, Anthony. If you have a couple of minutes, Anthony.
4: Yeah, I'm good. The only reason
5: why I, you know, I hesitant to say it on because it sounds kind of silly, but um, uh, but I know you won't think it's silly. Um, when uh, like I said, I'm doing some camping. Don't like the Lord said to go outside of the apartment. And I also felt like he told me to stand on the green carpet.
0: And that was it that was the leading you got? <laughs>
5: that was that was, you know, the, that was a that was a part of it. The, you know, the other thing. Yes, that was a thing that I I think is silly. I get that stuff sometimes and it's very strong. And I say, "Are you sure, Lord? You want me to go out?" Yes. And it felt like maybe because of unbelief in the in the apartment or um, here's the thing Sam
0: that's a Yeah, that's a great question and there's nothing really crazy or weird about anything and here's the reason why and it's so often so seldom taught from a practical communion point of view. And here here's the thing. We are all unique creatures. Our Heavenly Father has a unique, one of a kind relationship with each and every one of us. And because of that, because of how well he knows us, you have our personalities. You have the giftings that he gave to us before, before the creation of the world imparted to us. You have Mm -hmm. the dynamic of our walk, the level or the depth of the understanding of our walk and the the level of light of revelation. We understand him in whatever particular area he's speaking to us because he meets us where we're at. And so, you put all these things together, and you have a very unique, uh, often one-of-a-kind situation, so long as they're not violating the Word of God, right? That's understood for everyone listening, right? We, we, the Bible is our anchor. It's our platform from which we can safely engage in communion and intimacy with, with the living Word and the written Word as our safe platform from which we work off of. So having said that, uh, qualifying with that, Yeah, no, it's not weird at all, uh, Pam, because, and that's why a lot of times I don't give real details. a lot of times, because I understand that, because God is is working with me, given all those things I just mentioned, and they're not meant to be formulas to follow. They're not, you know, it's not, because there will be people that will want to go out and buy a small three-by-five green rug and think that to get someone healed, they have to stand on that rug now, and they'll find some your scripture, right, to support that. And, you right. know, the, the what came to my spirit when you said that was healing, and you know if you study the word something different and i'm not uh no I'm not even going to go down I'm not going down there um wait, wait. it doesn't it's, it's not weird to me at all, and the biggest thing, Pam, is that when he speaks or even if we're not sure that he's speaking to us, to step out in faith, he will never violate his nature or his word.
4: Okay. Can can I jump in? Yeah,
0: please, Anthony. Please. I'm so sorry.
4: I just
5: get excited, but I think this the Lord wants me to um, share with you is that a a, a long time ago, a few years ago, the Lord told me that I am green and my sister is red. Yeah.
3: I was looking at trying to figure it out. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: With
4: that. Go ahead, Anthony. Oh, I was just saying that, you know. Right along with what David is actually saying is is very key because sometimes, you know, it, it might look foolish to the world in, in different scenarios. But you know, you look at Jeremiah. God told him to lay on his side for so many days. Oh, oh thank and, God! You know, so it, it looks silly, but there was a purpose behind it, and. The main yep. thing is is understanding that, especially when you're starting out, that that God will will have you do something practical to help release your faith, to help release your trust. Okay, oh, And yeah. there's yeah. a there's a story um, that I'm always reminded of, and this guy he had a an incurable illness according to doctors, and God told him to take a sack of potatoes to the meeting so that he could receive his healing. And so he took a sack of potatoes to the meeting and he got healed. So did the did the pastor, or the minister need the sack of potatoes? No, he didn't need the sack of potatoes. But, you know, that's what released the trust in God and that's what allowed him to be healed. Do you, do you get what, Pam, what, what Anthony, and, and
0: everyone listeners, what Anthony is sharing is a contact point. The Lord, a lot of times, will use our contact points, we're, we're referring to the carpet or the potatoes, is a point in which we are, we are submitting our thoughts to the mind of Christ. We are submitting all of our actions and yielding to the Holy Spirit, and that is a demonstration of belief, right? Going back to pistis, faith means belief. To what God is saying is true and as we do that it's a way of activation or stepping into agreement with what God wants to do us. even if sometimes we don't completely understand it because obedience releases areas of the kingdom flowing through us and so that's why sometimes, you know, going back to that, I mean, Anthony, a perfect hitting on that um, is, is another aspect of that it, it's a contact point that releases what God wants to do in and through us and obedience is key with that Make sense, Pam?
2: Uh, Pam's call has dropped. She hasn't called back in, so
0: I don't I don't know what's happening with her. Okay, well she well we have this recording that we'll be able to hear it, and I'll I'll reach out to Pam because I I want to talk to her about some of the things she was talking about too in relation to her and her sister, that I'll feature off the air on. Um, but anybody else that's uh, that's that's calling in before we sign off, Dorothy?
2: Um, there's someone else in the queue, but they don't have their hand up. If you wanted to talk, press 1. That tells me you want to talk. I guess not. Oh.
0: Okay, well, I'll probably yes, have maybe to reach so. out to Maybe me. so. Hold
2: on. Okay. Okay, Erico, 561. Your mic is open.
1: Hey, this is Patrick. David? Patrick, how are you, brother? Good. How you doing?
0: Good, good. So what?
1: Yeah, I didn't realize. Question. Go for it. Yeah, I missed the actual... I didn't realize you were starting at seven. Um, so I kind of missed the teaching. I hope you didn't already go over this. But yeah, I've been getting pretty bold with praying some for some people, and um, I just have I have a question about it because you know. You know whether whether they get healed or not. Actually, I'm still pretty bold with it, and I'll continue to do it. The, the, where it gets a little iffy is when I pray for people I know, like my family members. But you know, they they are still kind of weary about me being. You know, I guess you know I'm not sure. relatively new. I, I re, I've realized I've looked back. I realized I gave my life to Christ when I was like 11. When I went to some camp, I grew up Catholic. You know, my parents were never really Christian. Christian, you know, my parents taught me about God and taught me how to pray, but. I didn't really realize what I was doing back then, but I remember, I, I, it's been coming back to me. I remember how I was sold. I, I don't know. I'm just sold on it. But now that I've become a Christian, so, you know, even my family, my friends, you know, they, well, I'm starting to actually gain a little bit of respect now as I'm learning to really walk it. And, they, you know, they, I'll pray in front of, I mean, not to make a show. They've seen me pray for people, but <clears throat> if I pray for like a family member or even a close friend, seems to, it's probably more of like my fear internally, but it seems to be harder. You know, I've prayed for strangers and like, and they've been like, wow, am I near you? You know, like, or, you know, just small stuff. But, you know, just, I think it's more of a fear thing. You know, Well, if I well there's, there's so no
0: exertion, and then, and then I'll turn this over to Anthony because I know he gets asked this question a lot, but, but really, I'll just add, there is no exertion or fatigue or as Anthony said earlier in the broadcast, which you probably didn't hear, a priming the pump. Um, when people say they're priming the pump, what they're actually saying, if they're being scriptural, is that they're, they're having to put aside their carnal mind, which we died to, right? Romans 6, Romans 8. We were given the mind of Christ. So when we come into alignment with the Lord, we are allowing things to just flow, that rivers of life to just blast through us. So in any areas we're dealing with, Thoughts that are oppressing us or attempting to to have us contend with God's word—it's on our end that we're dealing with that. There's no difference to God, because right. as, as we mm-hmm. know in the Word, there is no. It's not okay, God. Are you going to heal this time? No, no, no. It's not. It's not up to God. It's up to us. The kingdom is inside of us. We release it. But Anthony, it, it, I'm, I'm sure you have thoughts along that line.
4: Yeah, um, I actually get this question a lot, especially in discipleship, in what. What it boils down to a lot of times is yes, it can be fear. It could be because they know us that um, we allow, or we know them, we allow emotions and, and different things to get in the way. But we have to see it the exact same way we see a stranger. And because we see a stranger, and if you look at it from, you know, um, understand I when I use the word legalistic, I'm not talking about. Rules and regulations. Right. Um, what I'm talking about is sticking to the word of God and saying, "Hey, so this says I lay hands on the sick; they'll recover." So, right. You know, so okay. it's that simple. It's it's that easy. So whenever I go to pray for family or friends or people who know me, the one thing I've had to practice doing a bit is, you know, steady my mind and saying, "This is just like every other time." Mm-hmm. I'm going to lay hands on them They're going to be healed And it doesn't matter what it is It's going to be a cough It going to be a fever It going to be anything um, And see them healed Because it's You know You don't need to prime the pump <laughs> It's right. just a matter of <laughs> um, The spirit of God flowing through you And, and life flowing through you and, and healing the person So the one thing That gets in the way Is You know Pity um, Empathy uh, sympathy, all these different things can get in the way. And I know people say, well, it says that Jesus had compassion. And, well, go look up the word compassion and, you know, see that having the ability to change the situation and actually doing it. It doesn't say right. that he had compassion and did nothing about it. it. It literally is a prompting to do something to bring a remedy or a solution. Okay, so it's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. its It's actually doing something. Right, and so whenever you you know family member is sick or something, you just you just study yourself and just say, okay, You lay know, hands on you, God's gonna heal you. And that way, right, you know, in your own mind, you can say, well, I'm off the hook because it's all on God. <laughs> you know, right, some, Ed, just giving you giving hope? you giving something practical, wow. you know, to to help you because then you'll you'll see. You know, I've I've had. My nieces, my, my sister, you know, a number of different people. My sister was in a car accident, hurt her back. She called me, and I was like, Oh, I was like, Well, you know, just I'll pray for you right now, and God will heal you. And she's like, Well, I'm in the car driving in, in the freeway in Austin. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't ask you to close your eyes. I just said, God didn't heal you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and, and then just said, Be healed in Jesus' name. And then as soon as I said that, Amen. Um, she said my back popped. Um, I have no more pain, and because she, she hadn't slept for days because of the pain was pretty intense from an accident. And right. so, you know, she was like, okay. And then, so sometimes my family tries to get a hold of me only when they, they need healing. <laughs> so it didn't, you know. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you can have that effect too, you know. Right.
1: That's a good answer. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, go back to the Word of God. You know, I guess that that is always the answer, isn't it, huh? (laughs) Hey, man, walking it out, though. Yeah, walking it out. That's something actually I've just learned the last eight months. And actually, it's actually, yeah, I love how you say, you know, one email you wrote to me, David, and I was like, have fun with it. I was like, you know what, it is fun. It's like, I do, you know, it is. Really. You know, like it's yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's really a ton of fun. There's nothing. It is. is. You know, I I don't I don't go
0: looking for the enemy around corners or signs or, you know, or, but you know, but if he gets in the crosshairs, you know, you just blast him. And uh, right. it, it's a lot of fun. I've, as I've learned over the years, and as I've gotten a lot of healing myself, um, in my inner man, as I've I've learned to. To choose to be brave enough and have the courage to dare to accept my heavenly dad is who he says he is, and not in other areas where other people who have meant well have fallen short, um, because no one represents perfectly except Jesus manifest on the earth. As I've stepped into that and I began taking myself less and less seriously, um, it's just become a ton of fun. You know, it it really is a lot of fun. So yeah, have fun. That's that's awesome. Have uh, fun and do some yeah.
1: damage. Definitely. <laughs> all right. All right, Patrick, I'll reach out to you soon.
0: We'll definitely catch up. Yep, sounds good. Thanks for well, calling enjoy, in. Enjoy your
1: weekend. You as well. Thanks, brother. You too. Okay, bye-bye. All right, all right. Good night.
0: Well, Dorothy, I think we'll close it out for tonight. Um, and, Anthony, again, I want to say thank you again for, for the honor of just, uh, you know, standing beside you in the spirit here and bringing some some truth forth to minister to, to the body of Christ here. And, and I, I really hope we can do this again sometime soon. I, I, um, I know I'm going to get flooded with questions, which is awesome. Uh, and we'll, we'll hopefully we'll pick up that scheduling permits. I know you travel a lot. Anthony, is there any, do you have any available resources where if anyone would want to look into more about you, um, or listen to you directly or, or reach out, do you, do you have anything at this time that's available for people to go to either a website or blog or anything?
4: Yeah, you can go to our website. It's called be the com, And again, it's be the com. And also, all, we have a Facebook page. Out. Yes, all spelled out. dot L.com. So it's be the gospel. And so we have a Facebook page um, where we have a lot of videos. We have it in Spanish, we have it in Portuguese, we have it in English. Um, one thing as we built the ministry is not making it about one person, but about the body. So we work in teams. So even as Amen. we travel, we travel in teams. We minister in teams, um, and just being effective for the kingdom.
3: <laughs> Amen.
4: Oh, I love it. Oh, Anthony, we are. Man. I don't. I not talk to you. I do not want to bring this up. We got to. Yeah, we're. We're, <laughs> we're. Sorry, we're about to release a book on how to study the Bible. It's about 100 pages long. Um, We're going to be making available for free on our website, PDF format, as well as um, a a manual we're calling Kingdom Revolution, which is a simple starter guide to studying out the Word of God and walking into, you know, new covenant realities. Awesome.
0: That sounds fantastic, Anthony. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Anthony. Dorothy, I, I guess we can... Probably close things up for tonight. You can extra us out. And Anthony, again, thank you. Um, Guy, thank you for joining us. Again, Anthony T. Arena. Um, and please yeah. look him up if, it, if it's led upon your spirit, which um, I'm trusting it will be. Um, Anthony is a true teacher and disciple and elder in the body of Christ during a generation that needs this. And this is what is on Father's heart. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, shared some some insights of what the Lord wants to do, and um, it is no coincidence that Anthony is the first person back on the broadcast with me um, since I, I brought forth some of the things that are on the Lord's heart. So praise God. Anthony, thank you again. I will be calling you again very soon, Anthony, so hopefully we'll be able to touch base. And uh, God oh, bless absolutely. you. Love you, brother. Love all you guys, yeah. and, and I'll catch up with you real soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Dorothy. Fear House. I'm David Murray, and I'm joined with Dorothy Carruthers. We hope that you were blessed by this week's broadcast. Again, if this was your first time, please stop by my website at www.dwmurray.com That's d w m u r r y.com for additional teachings and insights. God bless you, and until next time, please dare to accept the fact that your Heavenly Dad loves you deeply. Thank you.